The Daily Witness is not just a podcast, but originally started as a gospel newspaper. Trevor Van Vieren Ministries distributes this newspaper free of charge, paid for by partners and friends. If you have not received a copy of this newspaper in your mailbox, feel free to download a copy from our website, www.thedailywitness.co.za. And now, enjoy today's podcast. There is no way that you can comprehend spiritual things in one episode. Mm-hmm. It's impossible. Because you know what? It took us a long time yeah. to get there where we could record that. That's right. Uh, because like we didn't see everything the first time. No. Yeah. But over a long period of time, we saw more into it. And it's going to work the same way uh, for them that hear the word. Yes. Yeah. So, and, and that's why the scripture says, so then faith comes by hearing. Appreciate and then it says, and hearing. But you need to keep hearing and hearing and hearing. So it doesn't say faith comes by hearing once. That's it. So um, without further ado, thank you, Francois. Let us get into tonight's message. Father, we thank you. We thank you. We thank you for the word of the living God. Father, we thank you for so much grace that you have made available to us. And you've blessed us beyond measure. And we don't even know all what you have done for us, but you have lavished your abundance on us. We thank you tonight for your precious Holy Spirit, the teacher of the church. And we thank you tonight, Father, that you will think through my mind and speak through my vocal cords. I pray none of me, and I pray all of you. Let your word flow freely through these lips of clay. And I pray now for everyone that's hearing, those who are streaming and those who are present. And I thank you, Father, That you've given them ears to hear, give them eyes to see, and a heart that richly understands. Your word will not return void tonight, but Dad, for your sake, it will prosper in the thing whereto you sent it. Speak to these people, Lord, and let them leave tonight a changed person in Christ Jesus. Stronger, wiser, and more mature. In Jesus' name, amen. And warmer. And warmer, and warmer. Okay. So now, the scripture for tonight is the book of Ephesians. Which chapter? Chapter 6, Ephesians chapter 6. We'll look at verse 18. And when you're there, just let me know. Okay, Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 18. Now, tonight we are going to be talking about praying in the Spirit. We're going to be talking about the importance of the Holy Ghost and what He does with us and how how important a role that plays. So Tiffany said last week, and uh, this is a common thing. I've heard this so many many times. She said uh, the people are, in a nutshell, challenging her and saying tongues is done away with. We should not be praying in tongues anymore, and. Um, then there's, there's that confusion. Then they say, no, but you must have interpretation. Well, you kind of... Hey, Tiffany, welcome. Welcome. Welcome, Tiffany. Uh, Ephesians chapter 6, uh, Tiffany, verse 18. Uh, we've just actually started. 
And so they say, you know, when you're praying in tongues, the tongues is done away with and so forth. And then in the next breath, they say, yeah, but, you know, when you're praying in tongues, there must be an interpreter. There must be an interpreter. Now, either tongues is done away with, or you need interpretation. But, I mean, that just exposes the confusion right there. Am I right? Mm -hmm. Yes. How can you have interpretation for tongues, but it's also done away with at the same time? Mm -hmm. It doesn't make sense. Mm -hmm. So that just shows you right off the bat how influential the devil is operating behind the scenes and taking advantage of people who are ignorant on this topic. But let me tell you something. The Holy Ghost plays a major role in the New Testament church. He didn't play a major role in the Old Testament. Who played the major role in the Old Testament? We know the law, Torah. That is what they knew. And under the Old Covenant, it was only the king and the priest and the prophet that was anointed. Not a a normal person. A normal person was not anointed. Why? Because Jesus did not die and he wasn't resurrected yet and so forth. So they were all spiritually dead. Therefore, that's why that Jewish covenant was made available for those people. Um, So God gave them something, but they didn't have what we had. Um, The Spirit of God just corrected me now. Hold your place in Ephesians 6 and please go to Romans chapter 8. And we are roaming through Romans. (laughs) (laughs) Roaming through Romans. Romans. We're hoping you're all roaming through Romans with us. Please tell me you guys are. Romans chapter 8 verse 14. Sometimes it will get busy with right now. Correct. Amen. Amen. Romans what? 8.14. Oh, thank you. Romans. I'm so busy moaning that I didn't even get that. Roaming and moaning. Roaming and moaning. Okay, so I spoke to the Lord about this topic earlier. Doing some, I I, I know, I said to the Lord, uh, I like to fellowship with him. You know, but I don't want to have a meeting like this on a Wednesday without his assistance. Mm-hmm. So I talk to him first and I tell him, I said, I said to him, I know what I basically need to say, Lord, but what would you have me say? Mm-hmm. And um, he said to me, I want you to quote Romans chapter eight. I said, "Ooh, OK. And so let's do that. Romans chapter 8, verse 14. Uh, Before I read that, let me just add that. I'm just, I'm downloading because we pray. I'm downloading. How do you want to say that, Lord? Oh, thank you. Okay. So the problem with the church and especially the, the ignorant church, the ignorance out of the church, because unfortunately we've got a big portion of the body of Christ who is not walking in the fullness of God and walking in the fullness of his wisdom and so forth. And a lot of them are living very secular lives. But if something comes up, they want to be the first ones to preach at you. And you've got to be very careful about that. The problem with a big portion of the church is, and I've noticed this, and this is on a worldwide scale, They are still old covenant minded. Okay. They're very, very old covenant minded. And when you get over into that, that's a problem. That's a huge problem because now you're cutting off the New Testament church. And what happens is they're quoting the law, the law, the law, the law, the law, the whole time. Well, I've got a question for you. If you're a male, are you circumcised? Under the Mosaic law. That's number one. A lot of men aren't. So stop acting like you're a Jew. You are not a Jew. Okay? The old covenant is finished. It's past. There's scripture that tells you that. Jesus came to fulfill it. It's done. 
But if you are still living under the old covenant, even though you're a New Testament uh, Christian, you're going to make a lot of mistakes mm -hmm. and you're going to miss out on benefits mm -hmm. that belong to the church. So, and doesn't it say that if you're going to live by the law, you'll be judged by the law? Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. That's correct. So Romans chapter 8 verse 14, and it says, For as many as are led by the Mosaic law. I love Francois' uh, his antics and his... Like one of those Made in China Bibles. <laughs> <laughs> so it says, For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. For you, for you have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear. But you have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. Now, if you were a Jew, whether you were male or female, and you were under the old covenant, God was never referred to as your father. Have you ever noticed that? Yeah. And that's what made the Jews so mad when Jesus spoke. Because they said he's blaspheming. Mm -hmm. Because he's making himself equal to God. How dare he? But he came to fulfill that. Now in the new covenant. We are led by the spirit of God. Yeah. Because we've received the spirit of adoption. He's our dad. And that makes all the difference. Now we can go to Ephesians chapter 6. Uh, bear in mind, I just need to go to my notes here. Bear in mind, um, Romans chapter 8, when we're reading this, okay? Ephesians chapter 6, and we're reading verse 18, and um, we'll read verse 19. Praying always. Does it say praying on weekends? No. Praying always, that right there, I mean, that'll preach right there. Mm -hmm. But that gives you an indication of a prayer life. Yes, yes. a praying without ceasing. Yes, a prayer lifestyle. Praying always. But now watch this. Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit. Praying in the Spirit. Watch this. Underline. And watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. Not the saints that you know. All saints. That means saints that you don't know. You, there's, you don't know all the saints. Mm -hmm. I don't know all the saints. Mm -hmm. But when you pray in the Spirit, mm -hmm. you can pray for people you don't know. Mm -hmm. Watch this. Oh, that's good, Lord. Watch this. And, and he's not finished. Verse 19. And for me. Praying in the Spirit. Yep. Remember that. We're not changing the topic. It's still the same thing. He's talking about praying in other tongues. And for me, that utterance, wow, may be given unto me that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel. You see what a, a huge difference that makes when you read it in its proper context. Praying always. This is the New Testament church. A lifestyle of prayer. Yeah. Praying always. With all prayer and supplication in the spirit. And watching thereunto with all perseverance. That means you've got to be steadfast in your praying. Okay. This goes back to praying always. He's just repeating himself. And supplication for all saints and for me. So you can pray 
for the leaders of this ministry in the Spirit. And you can do that and say to the Lord, I'm praying in the Spirit that utterance will be given unto them. You don't need to specify, do you? You don't need to, but mm-hmm. when you have a close relationship with God, there's nothing you wrong do. doing it. Okay. It's not, 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 to be legal, not to be legalistic, but mm-hmm. you just saying, Lord, I'm just holding up the leaders of this ministry before you. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm praying in the Spirit that they will have utterance. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can quote him here. You can quote him here. That they will have utterance and so that they can open their mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel. Okay. Okay. So now let's deal with, first of all, go to 1 Corinthians chapter 13. Lord, I hope you don't mind me going there. Uh, It is verse... It's verse 18 and verse 19, Tiffany. Sorry. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 18 and 19. Yes, Frank? Oh, no, I just wanted to make sure it was in the right track. No, uh, we go now to 1 Corinthians 13. 1 Corinthians 13. Yes. 1 Corinthians 13. Okay. And verse 8. 1 Corinthians 13 and verse 8. And when you're there, just let me know. Amen. Amen. Okay, this is where people have the misconception about other tongues. Yes, Lord, thank you for that. Oh, I'm just downloading. This is hot. Man, we're getting this stuff off the press. (laughs) Uh, And I'm reading from the King James. Charity never fails. That's love. That's covenant love. That's it. Love never fails. Watch this. I got this by the Holy Ghost. Love always wins. Love always wins. If love never fails, then love will always win. Amen? Amen. You can write that down. And did you know that when you're walking in the Spirit, you're actually walking, when you're walking in the Spirit of God, you're actually walking in the Spirit of love. Yeah. Yeah. Which wins. Now, watch this. Love, Love always wins. Let's read it like that. But... Whether there be prophecies, they shall fail. Whether there be tongues, they shall cease. Whether there be knowledge, it shall vanish away. Now, this is where they get mixed up. Okay? So, if you ever get challenged on this, don't ever be afraid to run away from that. Say, oh, I know you're quoting 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 8. So let's go there and let me help you out because you just told me you don't read your Bible. <laughs> you just, you got to be like that. We don't have time to debate anymore. Yes. Time's running out. Now, does the scripture say that prophecies have failed? Mm-hmm. Does it say that tongues have already ceased. No. No. See a big difference that makes? Does it say that knowledge has vanished away? No. No, it does not. Yeah, shall just means it's to, still to come. That's still to come. Now why? Well, let's find out. For we know in part, and we prophesy in part. Let's read the next verse, verse 10. But when that which is perfect is come, then that which is in part shall be done away. Well, if you go and read this whole chapter, it's talking about ultimately you being changed and it's talking about the rapture of the church and so forth and so on. And when you you come there to perfection, do you need to prophesy in the presence of Jesus? No. No. Do you need knowledge in the presence of Jesus? No. Haven't you heard the testimonies of the people being there? When you they, are in the pr- presence you, of knowledge. There's things that you just, you just know. Yes. You just know things. Mm. You don't even have to ask a, qu- a question. You just know it. Mm. Why? Your spirit is glorified. Mm. Your flesh is out the way. Yes. You understand? 
Do you need to pray in tongues in the presence of Jesus? No. There's no need to do it. So that's what he's talking about. When that which is perfect shall come, we're dealing with this stuff partly. But this is here to help us right now. Let's read further. When I was a child, I spoke as a child. Now he's referring to love. When I was a child, I spoke as a child and I understood as a child. I thought as a child, but when I became a man, I put away childish things. Okay. Do you see the analogy here? He's saying, when I was a child, I thought like a child, I spoke like a child and so forth. But when... I became mature. When I became a man, I put away childish things. Yeah. Now watch this. For now, we see through a glass. He hasn't changed the context. He's using different analogies. He's saying the same thing, but from different viewpoints. He's talking about, remember you said prophecies and tongues and all that will, and will be done away with and knowledge will be done away with. He just said it again. He said, when I was a child, I thought like a child and so forth. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. You don't need that stuff anymore. You put it away. Like prophecies will be put away. Tongues will be put away. Um, and knowledge will be put away. You won't need it anymore. Now he's saying it again. Watch this. For now we see through a glass darkly, but then face to face. That hasn't happened yet. That must still happen. Now I know in part, but then shall I know even also as I am known. So uh, if you look in First John, it says when he appears. I was just about to say that. I was just going to ask if I may say something. That is exactly <laughs> you in the spirit, brother. One John three two. Yes. One of my favorite scriptures, and we always study to show approved, and that. But that's if it. we don't know something, I yes. just say, listen. When we get there, we're going to be changed. We're going to be, in, and you we'll know. know. So that one John three two. You beat me to it. <laughs> Amen. So, so that's what he's talking about. You won't need to, to pray in tongues that time. So when people talk about tongues and they want to make it like light of it, like it's nothing, oh, you don't need that. You know, uh, oh, you're supposed to have interpretation. And they, it's, it's all because they just don't understand the scriptures. Mm. Okay. Now, let's go back one chapter. 1 Corinthians chapter 12. This is so important because, oh, I've, I know this topic inside and out. And um, I've come across so many people that just misinterpret this thing over and over and over. And um, it's good if you know what you're talking about. Because if you don't, they can put you in a spot and you won't know how to answer. And then when they walk away, you could be confused. And then you're thinking, hey, what if they're right? You know, and then, you know, when they leave, the devil can can really work on your mind and take advantage of your ignorance. And the truth is still the truth, but you could end up listening to a lie. That's why it's so important to know the scriptures and to interpret the scriptures correctly. Mm -hmm. So let's look at first Corinthians chapter 12, verse one. Now concerning spiritual gifts. Now, I want you to, to notice here, in my Bible, in the King James, gifts is in italics. Mm. That means it was not in the original text. And the way the translators read it, they saw gifts further down the line. And they thought, trying to get the connotation over that we're talking about spiritual gifts. But actually, it's saying all things spiritual. That's all it's saying. So you don't have to put the words, word gifts in. So you can scratch that out. Now concerning spiritual. Yeah. That's it. Brethren, I would not have you ignorant. And we're having a lot of ignorant people out there. Mm -hmm. yeah. So let's fix that up. 
You know that you were Gentiles carried away unto these dumb idols, even as you were led. I mean, Paul just, he just says it. (laughs) Wherefore, I give you to understand that no man speaking by the Spirit of God, here it is again, the Spirit of God, calls Jesus a curse and that no man can say that Jesus is the Lord, but by the Holy Ghost. You see how everything in the New Testament church is centered around the Holy Ghost. Mm. Now there are diversities of gifts, but the same spirit. That just means differences. That's all it means. And there are differences of administrations, but the same Lord. You see why we took the word gifts out in the first verse? Because it's not talking about gifts alone. It's gifts and administrations. So that's why we just said all things spiritual. Because these are spiritual things. Okay. Now watch this. There are diversities of operations, but it is the same God which works all in all. Here again, get this. Watch this. There are denominational churches out there. The Anglican Church, Baptist Church, and so forth. Charismatic Catholic churches, they're breaking away from those oaks up there. There's a lot of that happening. But they can't speak in tongues yet. Okay? Now watch this. The same spirit. And these are good people. And they believe Jesus Christ is Lord. And they accept Him. And they don't know too much. The same Spirit that is there is the same Spirit that gives you other tongues. Mm. There's no two Holy Spirits. There's no triplets. (laughs) There's one Holy Ghost. Isn't that interesting? maybe, Maybe we should just do that again. Maybe we should just look at that because Paul emphasizes, yeah, and maybe we should just follow through with him. Let's see that again. Uh, now there are diversities of gifts, but the same spirit, one spirit. Yeah. There are differences of administrations, but the same Lord. There are differences of operations, but it is the same God which works all in all. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man to profit with all. That's why the gifts of the Spirit are given. It's for you to profit. So if anyone comes with a doom and gloom so-called prophecy, throw it out. There's no profit in that. That's right. Just toss it out. Watch this. For to one is given by the Spirit the word of wisdom, to another the word of knowledge by the same Spirit. To another faith by the same Spirit. We're talking about the gifts of the Spirit here. This is not in your reborn Spirit. This is an operation by the Holy Spirit. To another, the gifts of healing by the same Spirit. So when, let me just say that as well. There are people that can get healed instantly in a meeting. And then people say, this oak down the street didn't go to that meeting and he didn't get healed, but he's praying and he's believing God. But that person went uh, down at the end of the street, she she had lung cancer or whatever, and she went to the meeting and she got instantly healed. Why does God favor that lady but not this guy? Um, no, you once again, you're not reading the scripture. You're not interpreting the scripture and your ignorance is killing you. What happened was that man or that woman that's holding that meeting down the street He is anointed by God. He's got a gift of healing on him. See? And when he laid hands on that lady, she got healed. It was an operation of the Spirit of God. When you are at home and you didn't go to that meeting to receive that gift, you can get your healing, but you have to get it by faith. So now it takes longer. It's the same God, different operations, same Lord. 
Let's read uh, further. To another, the working of miracles. So miracles and healings are still in the church and it's an operation by the Holy Spirit. Remember Romans chapter 8 earlier? For as many as are led by the Spirit of God. We, the New Testament church, we healed ourselves to the Holy Spirit. We need the Holy Spirit. He's the teacher of the church. To another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits. It's not the spirit of discernment. Don't quote that incorrectly. It's not the spirit of discernment. It's discerning of spirits, plural. That's it. Thank you, Francois. Referring to demons. To another different... Yeah, here we go. Here we go. To another different kinds of tongues. Watch this. To another, the interpretation of tongues. Those are gifts by the Holy Spirit. But all these work that one and the self-same Spirit, talking about the Holy Spirit, dividing to every man severally as he will, as the Holy Ghost chooses, as, as the Holy Ghost assigns, you can say. Okay, but remember how we started this chapter. It says that these in verse seven, but the manifestation of the spirit is given to every man to profit with all. Okay, don't forget that. So when it comes down here to different kinds of tongues, And to another, the interpretation of tongues is referring to the gifts of the Holy Spirit for the benefit of the church. Okay? So that is so that the people who are hearing in the church, they can profit from it. That's what it's there for. Now, Go to chapter 14. Is this good stuff so far? Yes, it is. You guys enjoying it? Yes. So, when I'm at home and I'm by myself, can I pray in the Holy Ghost? Can I speak in other tongues? Yes. Yes. We read that in Ephesians chapter 6. He says, when you pray, pray always. But that's talking about at home. That's talking about in your private time. What we read there now in 1 Corinthians chapter 12 is referring to the gifts of the Spirit. That is for the church. That is a separate operation altogether. And that is for the church to profit. Now we're going to look in, in depth in this in, verse four, in chapter 14. Okay. Follow after love. Verse 1, chapter 14, verse 1. Follow after love and desire spiritual gifts, but rather that you may prophesy. Watch this. For he that speaks in an unknown tongue. Now, now watch this now. As we're reading this, remember the scripture says, rightly divide the word of God. Mm -hmm. We're going to rightly divide this. This year is speaking in tongues. This should be for at home that he's talking about here. Or you can say in your private time. Well, how do you know that? It doesn't say praying in tongues at home. Well, let's just read a little further so that you can understand it. He that speaks in an unknown tongue speaks not unto men. Can we camp right there? (laughs) He speaks not unto men. Not talking to men. But we're talking to God. For no man understands him. How be it in the spirit he speaks mysteries. Okay. Demonstration time. Do you understand what I said? No. No. 
no. interpretation. But there is someone that does understand what I said, and that's God. Yes. He knows exactly what I said. Mm. See? So, yeah, he's referring to, I'm not, when I'm speaking in an unknown tongue, that is not referring to the gift of the Spirit. Mm. That's referring to me praying by myself. Mm. And I'm not talking to man. I'm talking to God. And he says, no man understands. Yes, no man understands. Now watch this. Next verse. But he that prophesies speaks unto men to edification and exhortation and comfort. Okay, watch this. He that speaks in an unknown tongue edifies himself. He edifies himself. But he that prophesies edifies the church. What is he talking about here? He's talking about structure in the church. That's what he's talking about. He's referring to structure in the church. Now watch this. I would that you all spake with tongues. That's what I want. I want you all to speak in tongues. But rather that you prophesied. For greater is he that prophesies than he that speaks with tongues. Watch this. Except interpret. So he's not against tongues. No. He's not telling you tongues has vanished away. No. He tells you, I would that you all spoke with tongues. But I'd rather have you prophesy. Talking about a church environment. He's not talking about at home. You don't need an interpreter when you're at home. No, because God, don't, God listens directly. You're to talking you. to God. Okay. okay. Watch yeah, this. And just to hear exactly what Susan said, 100%, because at home it's you and God, but at that's church it. it might be for somebody. Uh -huh. That's and it. And that somebody needs to know what it is, and then there's the interpreter. That's and correct. And hold it back, yeah. Yeah. and you but now, bring someone of a blessing. Now, now watch this, Susan uh -huh. and, and Francois. I, I like what you guys said. Let's go back to verse 4. He that speaks in an unknown tongue edifies himself. It's just for him. Yeah. But he that prophesies edifies the church. Now, uh, let's look in verse 3 quickly again. He that prophesies speaks unto men to edify. To edify. When he's prophesying, he's edifying. The church can hear it. The church understands. Everyone there is English, and he's that prof he that prophesies is prophesying in English, and everyone knows what he's saying. Okay. And as he's prophesying, the prophecy, if it comes from God, it's going to edify the church. It's going to exhort the church, supernatural encouragement. Yes. That's what exhort means. And it's going to bring the church comfort. Yes. So we're talking about structure in the church. We, we're talking about how to operate in the gifts. So when I'm speaking in tongues, I'm not always operating in the gifts of the Holy Spirit. You understand? Yeah. I would that you all spoke with tongues, verse 5, but rather that you prophesied, for greater is he that prophesies than he that speaks with tongues, except interpret, that the church may receive the edifying. Yes. Not just you. In other words, don't be selfish. Yes. That's all it is. Now, brethren, if I come unto you speaking with tongues, what shall I profit you? He's just saying the same thing again. He's making sure you get it. If I come unto you speaking with tongues, what shall I profit you except I shall speak to you either by revelation or by knowledge or by prophesying or by doctrine? And even things without life giving sound, whether pipe or harp, except they give a distinction in the sounds, how shall it be known what is piped or harped? In other words, if you're just picking up an instrument and you just you pick up a guitar, I mean, Susan and Andrew know this, mm -hmm. and you just strum all the strings and your fingers are not on the chords, you're just making a noise. No one knows what you are trying to play. Make a joyful noise, yeah. but still, yeah. But man, when you start uh, picking those right strings, mm. and you working from the third string down, and you playing the A chord, and then then E minor, and and now a song comes together, 
everyone knows. They get, oh, I know that song. That's what he's saying. And if the trumpet give an uncertain sound, who shall prepare himself to battle? So likewise you, except you utter by the tongue words easy to be understood. How shall it be known what is spoken? For you shall speak into the air. No one knows what you're saying. So yes, you can talk in tongues, but there's a place for that. There are, it may be, so many kinds of voices in the world and none of them is without a signification. Therefore, if I know not the meaning of the voice, I shall be unto him that speaks a barbarian, and he that speaks shall be a barbarian unto me. Even so you, for as much as you are zealous of spiritual gifts, seek that you may excel to the edifying of the church. So he says, your heart's in the right place and you're zealous of the gifts of God and you, you really like them. But what was happening here into the church, and you'll see if you read 1 Corinthians and then you go and read 2 Corinthians, Paul was rebuking the church in the first letter. And then in the second letter, he was commending them. They came right. So people were just standing up and calling Jesus accursed. People were just standing up in church and just speaking in tongues. And it wasn't the time and it wasn't the place and no one knew what was going on. And Paul had compassion on them. He said, I know you're zealous of the gifts. I understand that. But, but, you're a barbarian. No one knows what you're saying. You see? So, wherefore let him that speaks in an unknown tongue pray that he may interpret in a church environment. For if I pray in an unknown tongue... My spirit prays, but my understanding is un unfruitful. In the Amplified Classic, it says, My spirit prays with the Holy Spirit. Beautiful. So that's what's actually happening. Yeah. The Holy Ghost is the one that is giving you the words, and it's your spirit that's praying. I've heard this many times. Um, I was praying in the Holy Ghost. That's not a wrong term. It's correct. But the way they say it, it's as if the Holy Ghost was praying. The Holy Ghost just prayed. No, the Holy Ghost did not pray. It's your spirit. The scripture does not say the Holy Ghost prayed. The scripture says that the Spirit of God gives you the utterance. See? It's your spirit praying. He's the one that gives the language. Can you see how dependent we are on the Holy Spirit? We need to develop and yield ourselves to him. Now he goes on and he says, uh, my spirit prays, but my understanding is unfruitful. Again, he's saying it again. When you're praying in tongues, your understanding is unfru unfruitful. Yes, your understanding will be unfruitful. Must I tell you why? Because it's not a tongue that you have learned. Yep. It's not your understanding. It's not English. It's not Afrikaans. It's not Isikosa. Yeah. If you look in 1 Corinthians 13, in the first three verses there, he says, Though I speak in the tongues of men and of angels. It's a tongue... As the Spirit of God chooses to give you, and it can change. He can change it. He can give you the Chinese um, language. But that's why everyone's different. That's why everyone's different. And it's, it's like that for a reason. And we might go into that in, in another time. Yeah. But it's so important to understand that that language does not come from you. It comes from the Spirit. I've heard myself praying in Hebrew. I've heard myself praying in traditional American Indian. And Russian. And I've prayed in Russian. And Chinese. And Chinese and Japanese as well. Yeah, it's very funny. And there's times, I'm telling you, it's diversity. of You don't know. It's not one language. It can be one language. <laughs> it can be one language, but you've got to develop it. 
Because guess what? Did you know that when you're praying in tongues, you're actually doing it by faith? Yes. You're never praying in tongues because guess what? It's not coming from your own understanding. You need faith to pray in tongues. Isn't that amazing? So there's times that I went, hey, hey, ho, hey, hey, gong, hang on, dee, hey, she, and then and then and then it changes and it's like it's like Russian and it, it, it does that. Now let's go on. What is it then? I will pray with the Spirit, talking about tongues. I will pray with the understanding also. I will sing with the Spirit. I will sing with the understanding also. You can sing in the Spirit. There's times where the Spirit of God will come on you and you'll sing. Now, let's just talk quickly about speaking in tongues in a church environment. And Remember, it's an operation of the Holy Spirit. The same Spirit that gives the working of miracles, the same spirit that gives the gifts of healing, is the same spirit that gives tongues, is the same spirit that gives interpretation. Mm -hmm. So we in a church environment? Because there's only one spirit. There's only one spirit. That's it. And that is what Paul is really trying to get across, Susan. Mm. There's one spirit. Different operations, different administrations, different gifts, one spirit. Yeah. Now we're in a church environment and we're yielding ourselves to the spirit of God. We're not making things up as we go along. And as we are preaching, inspired by the Holy Ghost, one of the gifts of operation going to manifestation, I'm prompted by the spirit of God and I start talking in tongues. It's not it's not me praying in tongues. I'm just, I'm prompted by the Spirit. All of a sudden, And all of a sudden, one of you will just, you'll just know what I said. And you'll give interpretation. You see? It's not forced. And when the interpretation comes, it could come through Francois. Francois sitting there, and Francois, it's not that he hears me in English, no. Because he's got to get that by faith as well. Everything's done by faith. But Francois just knows. He just knows. Someone says, how does he know? He just knows. He doesn't know in his understanding up here, no, it's by the Spirit. And he gives interpretation. Oh, thus saith the Lord. Uh, there's a, um, a million dollar idea for each and every one of you this week. You'll have one opportunity to get it. I'm just, I'm just no, saying. Just don't say, share this message. Yeah. <laughs> Francois says, ah, that's a word I receive. <laughs> yeah. So that is what we are talking about. That is what we're talking about. Prophecy is for the church, for a church environment. He says, he says, when you're talking in tongues, he says, don't use your regular tongues, what I'm talking about. Don't use your regular tongues that you pray at home or you're driving in the car. Don't use that in a church environment because no one knows what you're saying because at that time you're actually talking to God. God's going, oh yeah, you should be listening there in a church, but I'm, I'm not hearing you. You see? He's saying, rather yield yourself to the Spirit and learn to yield yourself to the promptings of the Spirit. The Spirit will prompt you to speak in tongues. Then you'll do it. You'll know when someone says, how will I know? You'll know. Mm. It's something I can't explain to you in the natural. I can give you some words about it. I can just say to you, you'll have a prompting. Of the spirit. You'll have a knowing. Yeah. You'll just. And when it happens. You'll be like. Oh this is what he was talking about. But Paul says. Rather prophesy. Because the church needs to be built up. The church needs to be edified. The church needs to be exalted. The church needs to be comforted. It's all about the church. Now. Uh, let's carry on here. Uh, verse. 16. Else, when thou shalt 
bless with the Spirit. Talking about tongues again. Do you see, if you want to know what you're saying in tongues, you are blessing in the Spirit. There's one giveaway. When you're praying in tongues, you are blessing in the Spirit. How shall he that occupies the room of the unlearned say amen at your giving of thanks, seeing he understands not what you say? In other words, how is he going to come in agreement with you after you prayed in tongues and you said, Amen, thank you, Lord. He doesn't know what you said. For thou verily give thanks well. You see that? You're doing the right thing. You're giving thanks well. But the other is not edified. It always goes back to that. It's based in love. It's love. God loves his church. Yes, amen. You must always think about the people around you. They need to be edified. They need to be exalted. They need to be comforted. That's what it's about. Watch this. I thank my God I speak with tongues more than you all. So that just tells us right there. What type of a person Paul was. He prayed a lot in the spirit. Well he advised us in Ephesians. He wrote to the church at Ephesus. And he said praying always. Praying always. In the spirit. With supplication. For all saints. So we know his prayer life. But he also said in this chapter. I pray In the spirit, I pray with understanding also. You can't do the one without the other. You must pray in your own language and you pray in other tongues as well. Okay. See? If you're English, you pray in English. Don't ever, don't think, I just need to pray in tongues. I never have to pray again in my own language. No, you've got to pray in your own language. He says, Verse 18, I thank my God I speak with tongues more than you all. Yet in the church I had rather speak five words with my understanding that by my voice I might teach others also than 10,000 words in an unknown tongue. He just keeps repeating himself over and over. He really wants you to get the point. And that's what it's about when he's talking about other tongues. Um, And then he says... In the law it is written with men of other tongues and other lips will I speak unto this people. And yet for all that will they will not hear me, says the Lord. Verse 21. The Apostle Paul is actually quoting a prophecy here. And it's, it's I believe it's in Isaiah where it says uh, he prophesied about this dispensation, the Lord. And he said they will speak in babbles. They will babble. And that's what Paul is quoting here. So, yes, uh, tongues was not... And you'd rather (coughs) speak five words than babble. Yes, yes. So, tongues and interpretation of tongues was not under the Old Covenant. No, it was not there. There were other gifts that were in operation. God added to the church in the New Testament. Now watch this. Verse 22. Wherefore tongues are for a sign. Has tongues ceased? Should we not pray in tongues? No, Paul says, I speak in tongues more than you all. I'm glad that I do that. And he says, tongues is for a sign, not to them that believe, but to them that believe not. But prophesying serves not for them that believe not, but for them that believe. So there again, should we pray in tongues? Yes. Yes, of course we should pray in tongues. It's a sign to the non-believers. Their prophecy is not for the unbeliever. Prophecy is for the church. Tongues is a sign for the non-believer. If therefore the whole church be come together in one place and all speak with tongues and they come in those that are unlearned or unbelievers, will they not say that you are mad? Yes, they will say you're mad. We don't know what you're saying. Why are you talking? And have they have people not done that? Yeah. yeah. How many times have sinners walked into a church and they say, everyone pray in tongues right now. And unbelievers look there and they walk away and they gossip about the church. I went to that church on Sunday. Oh, they're mad. Paul says, don't do that. He says, don't do that. You're going to give the church a bad name. There's a place for these things. 
But if all prophesy and they come in one that believes not or one unlearned, he is convinced of all and is judged of all. And he says, thus are the secrets of his heart made manifest. So falling down on his face, he will worship God and report that God is in you of a truth. So now he's even including the world. And he's saying the world can come in there. And has that not happened? Yes, it has. How is it then, brethren, when you come together, every one of you has a psalm, has a doctrine, has a tongue, has a revelation, has an interpretation. Let all things be done unto edifying. If any man speak in an unknown tongue, let it be by two, or at the most by three, and then of course let one interpret. And if there be no interpreter, let him keep silence in the church. Didn't say let him not speak in tongues permanently and tongues have fallen away. No, in the church keep silent. If there's no interpreter, keep silent. How do you know there's no interpreter? Because tongues comes first. Tongues comes first. Very good question. Like you were saying, he's telling you don't pray in tongues. Then. Don't do it unless you are prompted by the Spirit. That's what he's saying. No, because it would be set up. There would be an yes, interpreter. Yes, there would be an interpreter. Because it's by the same Spirit. Okay. So in other words, this goes back to our verse, what the Lord told me. Romans chapter 8 verse 14. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God. You've got to be led by the Spirit of God. Stop quoting the Old Testament like it's your go-to. So if God doesn't have an interpreter there, he won't cause you to... He won't. There, there you go. Yeah. There you go. Um, let the prophets speak two or three and let the other judge. Uh, verse 33. For God is not the author of confusion. He is the author of peace as in all churches and the saints and so forth. And he tells us, forbid not to speak in tongues. Forbid not. Don't tell people not to talk in tongues. Okay, now, oh, we're over our time. But did you get something out of this tonight? Yes, it was interesting. Isn't it very interesting? Eh? So does he say that we should not talk in tongues? No. No. No, he does not say we should not talk in tongues. Has other tongues fallen away? No. No, other tongues have not fallen away. Is there a difference in the gifts of the Spirit with tongues and interpretation and speaking in tongues at home? Yes, there is. So when people say, uh, has tongue, tongues have fallen away, you shouldn't be talking in tongues? No, no, no. He's talking about structure and order in the church. That's what he's saying. There's a time and a place for everything. But the Apostle Paul says, I'm glad that I speak in tongues more than you all. I'm glad that I do it. And he says, don't, don't tell people not to talk in tongues. Yeah. Why? Because he was telling people to talk in tongues. In yeah. Ephesians chapter 6. Mm -hmm. Pray always in the Spirit yes. with all supplication for all saints. See? So you ought to always pray in tongues. But when you come into a church environment like this, don't just say, We're all going to look at you. That's and American I'm, Indian. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to say, the Apostle Paul says, Are you mad? <laughs> I'm not out of order by saying that. Oh, you can't say that. You're blaspheming. That's the Holy Ghost. No, the Holy Ghost will not disrupt a service. Yeah. Yes. He will not disrupt a service. There has to be order in the church. Why? The church has to be edified. The Apostle Paul wrote this in Ephesians chapter 4. He said Jesus is the head of the church. Then he gave the apostle, the prophet, the evangelist, pastor and teacher. Why? For the perfecting of the saints. For the edifying of the church. There it is again. For the edifying of the church. So if someone comes and just goes off in other tongues... While the preacher is preaching, he didn't hear from God. He might be zealous for God and he might really love God and he might just have missed it. It's not the end of the world. We're not going to cast him out of the church and excommunicate him. <laughs> no. 
but but he could also be sent of the devil uh, to disrupt the church. So that's something you need to find out. But that's uh, for another topic. All right. Let's uh, end this off in a word of prayer. Father, we thank you. We thank you for your wisdom. We thank you for your spirit. We thank you for your precious word. We thank you that your word in the book of Psalms says, it is forever settled in heaven. We thank you that your word brings order. It brings understanding. You are not the author of confusion. We thank you that this word will multiply and it will prosper in the thing where to you send it. You're such a blessing to us, Lord. We thank you for your precious Holy Spirit. We cannot do anything without him. We thank you that he's the teacher of the church. We thank you for the changes made on the inside of us tonight. We call you blessed because you are the source of all blessing. And as a result, we are blessed. We love you. We thank you for this message tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. And as we say, as always, remember, faith comes by hearing. So keep on hearing. Hey, everyone. If you enjoyed today's podcast, feel free to let us know by contacting us via our Telegram channel, Trevor Van Vieren Ministries, or send us a message on our Facebook account. And if you liked what our ministry is doing, why not partner up with us and sow into God's vision, which is to bring a printed copy of our newspaper to every house in our city. All funds are used to increase the print run and reach more houses with the good news of Jesus Christ. You can sow via our website at www.thedailywitness.co.za. There you will find a tab called Sow Into a Vision. If you are inside of South Africa, you can use the option of SnapScan. You can download this app free of charge from Play Store or iTunes. If you are outside of South Africa, you can use our option of Give and Gain. We thank you for your faith and generous support. Remember, we love you and Jesus loves you.